Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast, where we chat money, mindset, and sometimes some muscles. I am so freaking excited that y'all are hanging out with me today, because there's honestly so many other things you could be doing with your life. You could be detailing your car. You could be learning how to swim. You could be writing your own novel. You could be doing so many different things, but you're taking the time to hang out with me, and I just love y'all so much. Today, we are going to talk to the creator of the live event Amplify. It is a female entrepreneur conference unlike any other that you have been through miss vanessa charles she is a feminist brand coach she is going to pour into you so much we had so much fun recording this laughs for days and i am just so excited for the value that y'all are going to get from this so let's jump into it So today on the podcast, I have Miss Vanessa Charles. We actually kind of met through a mutual friend, thanks to the magic of social media, and actually booked a breathwork session with her as kind of our first intro. If you don't know what breathwork is, you need to look it up. It'll change your life. But we're just going to chat a little bit today about being a female entrepreneur in the crazy times that we are. And she is a host of a live event, so we're going to learn some fun stuff about that. So Miss Vanessa, just give us a quick brief of your story. Tell us who you are how you got here, fun things that you want to share. Hi, well, I'm Vanessa Charles. I am a feminist life and branding coach, and I help women who feel like they're stuck and they're just so close to that next level of success that they can feel it, but they're not quite reaching their ideal client, don't quite feel like they've built the community that they want. I help them kind of get out of that phase and level up to building a massive community that supports them and is hanging on every word that they say and kind of make a bigger impact with their business. You're so fancy. You know, I don't even think <laughs> I knew what your full title was actually, but I love that. I'm just like highlighting Thank you. feminist life branding. That does make a lot of sense. Like in the Facebook page, I do feel like it's very, very pretty and it's very feminine Thanks. and very connected with that energy, which I love. I like go to the page and I'm like, I'm relaxed. I'm thankful and I'm happy. Uh, Thank so you. That explains a lot. <laughs> Good job. You're like, I got that branding on lock. <laughs> So it's actually, my background is in graphic design. So I worked for a marketing company for about four years. So it kind of just like led naturally to the next step. That's fabulous. I am learning how to do graphic things and it is, it's a lot of Googling and a lot of praying and a lot of Googling and whimpering at my computer being like, please just be the right color. Please just be the right color. But thankfully these days we have like Canva and things that just make graphics so accessible to everybody, which makes it affordable. You can do pretty things. As long as you have like a brand story and some consistency, you can really bring something to life these days. Canva changed my life. I had the app on my phone for probably a year. Didn't know how to use it. Didn't know how to do it. Found it on a desktop version. was like, this is so great. Realized I'd had it on my phone the whole time. I was just like, (laughs) wow. Yes, it's a powerful product. So great. Canva plug. Mostly just because it's like where I spent half my day now. Yes. Which is great. Shout out to Canva. They should sponsor you. Life goals. So I really want to know about Amplify. Like I know with the pandemic, it was postponed and I'm super excited to go to it now that I know what it is. Because I really didn't know like a couple months ago. My friend was like, (laughs) I'm doing this coaching thing at Amplify. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, let me add you to this group. And I was like, oh, this is great. I wasn't going to be able to go to this one because of work conflict. So I'm super excited to get to go to it whenever it happens. But I want to know how did Amplify come about? How in the world do you even pull all of that together? 
So first thing you should know about me is that I am definitely the kind of person that I will jump out of the plane and then build the parachute on the way down. I am not really, I mean, in some aspects of my life, once I figure out what I'm doing, I'm a huge planner, but if my gut tells me to do something, I will make it happen. I, when I was young, I was probably like 23. I published a magazine with my mom. It was a girl's ice hockey magazine. I called her one day and I was like, listen, we're publishing a magazine. She was like, okay. I was like, I'm going to design it. I just need you to write, uh, write all the articles. And everybody was like, where, how are you going to print this? Where are you going to get the articles? I was like, don't worry. I'll figure it out as we go. So this is a pattern for me to just dive in. But I had found, I had been going to so many conferences, so many events for women, these big things where they put you in a room with 500 to a thousand other women and it's great and they pump you up and they make you feel like you can do anything and then you leave and you're like okay I went back to my normal life my my partner at home is like great that's awesome do you want to watch a movie my friends are like cool I'm so glad that you found something great like let's go to lunch and you know you kind of like lose that buzz after you go to the event so I decided that I wanted to build an event that first of all it was the event that I needed at the time the support was there and then I wanted to create an event that led to a bigger concept of bringing you in, filling your cup, breaking through some barriers, and then also giving you the implementation and the action and the support throughout the rest of the year so that it's not just like chasing this quick hit of motivation and inspiration every time. So I actually decided in November, I called my mom. My mom is my like partner in crime with all my crazy ideas. And I was like, do you want to go look at some venues with me? This was two, two years ago in 2018. And she's like, yeah, sure. And we went to this one and it was perfect. And I was like, what's the deposit? And they told me and I was like, here. And my mom was like, you don't have a name for the event. You don't have any speakers. You don't have any, you don't even have an audience. I had like 900 or something followers on Instagram. And I was like, no, it's cool. I'm going to bring this to life. So between November and February 2nd, I think it was February 2nd of 2019, we, I put over a hundred women in the room. We had six speakers, seven speakers, and it was such a transformational, impactful day. And I was like, this is, we're doing this again next year. So it was supposed to be this year on March 21st and 22nd. This year we were doing two days, but due to all the coronavirus stuff, we had to postpone. But I'll be very honest with you. I think postponing was the best thing that ever happened because it has allowed me to just like go super deep and just serve all of the women who were supposed to be there, who maybe couldn't come. And now like the community has grown so much in just this last month. Everything happens for a reason. All right, superwoman. Okay. <laughs> There you go. All right. Going from 100 people to two, a two-day event in under a year. Yeah, that's that's what we talk about, up-leveling and taking some yes. massive action. That's, yes. Oh, my God. It's a life goal. <laughs> I do not. I am the type of person who's like, I planned the parachute. I jumped out of the plane, but I knew what the parachute was going to look like as I was going down. Kudos to that. Thank Goodness. you. Thank you so much. So when you were hosting, your first live event and like leading up to this one what's probably like the most challenging thing in getting speakers not necessarily like getting them from point a to point b or like paying them but like finding the right kind of guest for what your audience is looking for Ooh, that is a really good question so i think what happened the first year was i just used the people i had access to and i said these people are great i have learned from them i love them i'm gonna put them on the stage they showed up they served the crap out of the people that were in the room and it was epic. And then this year I had a a little over a year to really figure out who, who my ideal client was, what that woman was struggling with, 
with, who was going to be in the room, what she needed, the key pieces that I wanted to bring to the table. And knowing those things about my ideal client allowed me to like handpick the speakers that would do exactly that. For me, it made it so exciting that this year was going to just be like serving, 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 giving so much value. There was no fluff. It was just all good stuff. I definitely think that's still what you're giving with the Facebook Thanks. group, <laughs> which I will have linked in the show notes for this. So since you are in such a servant mindset with it, given the state of everything, how are you approaching others to be like, please don't panic about your business. Like you're gonna, it's gonna be okay. You get to just breathe through your panic attack. Like how are you coaching people through quarantine when they've maybe never been at home full time before? So I think the first thing that happened with the coronavirus stay at home orders and when they started shutting things down is everybody, all the people who I work with who are lots of coaches, fitness coaches, mindset coaches, they have services. None of them were technically quote unquote essential businesses. And everybody's first thought was, well, I'm a luxury service. I'm going to be the first thing that people are going to cut. I have a social media client who was like, oh my God, everybody's going to, this is the first thing they're going to cut from their payroll if they have to. And we all kind of just thought that was going to happen, but we didn't actually like get that response. So I had a couple people come to me and they're like, what do I do? And I was like, are you making these decisions because you think people are going to say no, or have they actually told you no? And what they found was that when they kept showing up for their people and they kept serving their people, the clients kept rolling in because people now are sitting at home more than ever. Like you said, they're looking for something to do. Maybe they want a new yoga routine or a workout routine. Maybe this is the first time that they've had to take off from their nine to five that they could really dedicate to their side hustle. So I've been doing a lot of breath work with people, helping them stay in alignment, find that inner root that keeps them grounded, be super, super intentional about the amount of consumption you're doing, whether it's social media or the news. And then don't, don't base your business decisions off of what you think people are going to say or do. That's probably like the biggest thing. I know that I'm laid off for my regular nine to five. Sure. I've got some side hustles, but I've spent like this whole time being like, let me get this course and let me invest in this coach. And there's no reason I can't because I have the time. And like not everyone per se has that mindset, but I think for so many, like in the social media, like management world, we're like panicking. It's like, actually brands need you. Like people are on their phone staring at social media 20 hours a day now. Sure, Netflix is on, but they're on their phone. So the more you can impact a brand right now, the more valuable you're going to be post quarantine. Yes, I totally believe that. And I think one thing that we need to keep in mind is that the reality is that not all people are going to be okay after this. There are a lot of people who are struggling to put food on the table. They're not sure how they're going to pay their mortgage. Their kids are at home. Like there have been so many shifts happening for a lot of people. So finding a balance between just serving and showing up and adding value to your people and then finding the right people who are ready to invest, who are able to do that. But that doesn't mean don't show up and don't serve people who maybe can't afford you right now. Just be there because if you can bridge the gap between where we left off and where we're going to pick up, once people get back into the swing of things, you're going to be first on their mind. So coach your butt off, serve as much as you can, just pour value into your people right now. That's probably like my biggest takeaway from like all the episodes that I've done recently where it's like, you gotta, you gotta show up for yourself and you gotta show up for other people. You just gotta like breathe. And in terms of like media consumption, if you've got a smartphone, your smartphone has limits on it. You can set time limits. My phone only gives me 20 minutes of news coverage a day now. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I have like 10 (gasps) minutes in the morning to see what has happened. And I have 10 minutes at night. I'm not allowed to have it the rest of the time because I am that person who's like, oh, is there a new story? 
it's been like four minutes and six minutes. I can read a new story. So if you're like that and you spend time hamster wheeling, use your phone limits. At night, my phone screen time, it goes off at like 10. My phone's like, well, you're done. You can't use any of your app. Oh my God, that's so great. I didn't know that that was a thing. I might have to implement that because I am so guilty of like over consuming the news. screen time yourself, set limits, having learned that. And then if you literally hit your limit in the middle of the day, you're like, oh, I was doing that for too long. It works for all apps like TikTok and Snapchat. Realizing it's 12 in the afternoon, you're like, oh, I was already on TikTok for 30 minutes today. Did I do anything? It's a good reminder. And so here's the thing that I like to tell people too. If you're going to be on social media, especially if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, or if you have a brand you're building, or even if you're not selling anything, you're just creating a movement, scroll with intention. Don't just do the mindless scrolling. Pay attention to what you're seeing. Like, comment, interact. It's called social media media for a reason. Be social and interact with those people who will intentionally be good for you or good for your business or who you might be able to offer something to or vice versa. So if you're going to do it, do it intentionally. Yeah. And at this point, you should have cleaned up your social media. If someone is posting views that you don't get along with, instead of arguing with that person, unfollow them. If they're not your family, and even if they are, there is an unfollow, mute, block button. Keep keep what you're consuming clean as much as possible. It's social media. That doesn't mean you have to be friends with everyone. You don't. You don't have to yeah, do that at all. Exactly. Exactly. Be mindful. Protect yeah. your um, own energies. So important. What kind of money community do you have? And I don't mean what kind of investments do you have? What banks do you have your money in? I mean your money community. The people that you go to when you aren't sure about something with money, when you want to celebrate a success with money, when you just need a better grip on your money mindset and some outside resources. What is your money community? Is it just Googling? Is it Instagram? Is it Pinterest? Are you already in a Facebook group? Is that Facebook group helping you? Well, I'm hoping that my group will be able to help you. It's called Money Works. I just launched it. It's new on Facebook and it is going to be such a key resource. I'm going to have outside tips, tricks, budget tools, really anything you need under the sun to make money your friend, and just a really good community for us to hang out and ask the tough questions and celebrate the win. Not everyone's going to understand why you want to manage your money, why you want to get debt free. This is a community of money freedom, and I'm so excited for you to be joining with us. The link is going to be in the show notes, and I can't wait to see you there. So what would you say that you're really focusing on for yourself during quarantine? Like where are you, obviously most people's goals have kind of shifted a little bit, but like, what are you looking at for like your personal life? And then like, where you want your business to go that you're really able to like dig deep into? Yeah. So initially my whole intention was to, to keep serving and showing up for the people who had already bought Amplify tickets because my heart was so crushed that we couldn't bring this magic to life this year. It, it'll still happen at that time. So I, my very first thing that I did was create, I built out a support calendar for everybody in the Amplify group. And I made sure that at least once or twice a week, I was bringing in somebody who was an expert in their field or doing my own coaching session or a breathwork session, just something to support these women from in between the gaps. So just worrying so much value. I feel like a broken record. I say that so much, but I cannot tell you how important that is to do right now. And in our, my personal life, my fiance and I, he is a DJ. So he's never home. He's gone every weekend, like most weeknights. And I have selfishly just been like loving having him here more. And we've started a podcast together, something we've been wanting to do for a long time. We're actually supposed to be getting married. So in August, so (laughs) we're- 
Well, it was supposed to be September 1st. We were actually supposed to go to Greece with our parents for it, but maybe that, not do that right now. Yeah, <laughs> we're like rearranging everything and have just kind of been like working on our relationship and our communication and kind of growing together. And, you know, I think that there's never been a better time to just try things out, to do things imperfectly right now, to just put out what you want to put out, see if it sticks. Like people are not looking for perfection right now. They're looking for support. So we've just been diving in and doing what we love and showing up in a way that really feels good for us versus a way we felt forced to before. I love that. So since you guys are doing a podcast together, so I have mine on my own and I think my husband vaguely registers that I have a podcast and that I like, I shut the office door and I'm just like talking by myself in a room for several hours every week. What is it like to do that together? Like if you guys wanted to do it together, what is recording that like? <laughs> do you guys plan these so, things? Okay, so it's so funny you should say that because at first he was like, yeah, let's do it, whatever, I'm down. And I, in my head, had this intention, right? Like we can do this, it'll be great to build an audience for the two of us. My business coach had said to me, this is what sparked the idea. I had already launched a podcast about six, seven months ago, but I did not continue on with it because I felt like I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. It just wasn't feeling aligned and right. So I I had to kind of give myself permission to be like, this isn't working. We'll pick it up when it is. My business coach said to me about two weeks before all of this went down, he said, what do people love? Like, what do people get really excited about when you talk about? And I was like, Randy, like, oh my God, I post something about Randy. It gets like more comments than anything else. And so I was like, man, we should totally like do some live videos together. And then I was like, no, babe, we're going to do a podcast. And I had this whole plan in my head about how it was going to be like great for our exposure and also help people because we went through a really, really like toxic, rough period of time. And when I speak at like speaking gigs and events, I tell the story and I'm always blown away by how many women come up afterwards and they're either in a toxic relationship or in an emotionally abusive relationship and they have all these questions. So I was like, let's do this together. Let's tell our story. Let's put it out there. And (laughs) for the last week, we've been trying to record another episode. And finally, the other day, I was like, you don't understand we have to like plan this. We can't just sit down and talk about nothing. Like we have to actually like put a plan together. Like what points do we want people to take away from this? And we kind of got in a little argument about it, but it has, it's really allowed us to go so much deeper on our communication skills and how we work together as a team. Cause in our jobs, we don't really work together. We both are from home, but not at the same job. So it's been really awesome. The feedback has been great. It's been, I think kind of cathartic for us to share our story a little bit. I'm loving it. I love doing anything with him. He's my best friend. So <laughs> that's fabulous. Like Justin and I, like anytime I post a picture of him, it gets a million likes. Like the end yes. is like, oh, what are your most liked pictures? I'm like, him. <laughs> this is not, he has nothing to do with anything. He didn't even know I took this picture. He's just like, man, make a weird face. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can you be more productive? He's like, I'm just good eye candy for your Facebook. Like, your trophy husband. Sometimes. He's just like, I just, I'm Aww. just here to look good and to hold the cat. That's so I'm like, awesome. okay. As long as he supports you and loves your cats, that is what matters. Yeah. Like, I got real lucky. Like, my old relationships, before I ever did anything with, like, a business on my phone, I had, I dated dudes who hated me being on my phone. And oh. now that I live on my phone, he's just like, what else? You doing your thing? Cool. You doing your thing? Aww, he, like, that's awesome. He's like the supportive husband who's like, babe, I don't really care what you do. Just just do the thing. I've spent a lot of quarantine being like, well, I'm just going to figure out how to make all this business stuff work from home. He's 
like, well, I'll just work and you can feed me. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> so I just cook and I clean and I'm just your typical housewife making cookie pie. <laughs> also day. building a business at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But that seems like a cakewalk because he's, he's a coder. So we don't do any work together. Oh. He tries to explain things to me and I'm just like, yeah, those are some nice numbers and letters on your computer screen. But I try to explain Instagram to him and he's like, I looked at it yesterday. <laughs> so I love the adventure of like being home in quarantine together because yeah. like we I'd worked from home and he'd worked outside the home. Now he works from oh. home full time and I was working outside the home. We've never both worked at home like, at the same time. We have not killed each other. That's so oh, good. But I'm very thankful that I have a separate office with a door that locks. Yeah, we don't have that and Randy's a music producer so it's music all day usually but I am not gonna lie the silver lining is getting to spend that time together because you, you may never get this much time to be together in the future so I'm, exactly. I'm soaking it all in <laughs> yeah like we were thinking that because I usually work opposite schedules and now it's like in between things that he's doing I'm like well here's lunch let's hang out for like 30 minutes and then he's done at a reasonable hour so like if you are trapped at home with your spouse don't kill them find the silver yes. linings make a schedule together I yes. think that's I think that's our saving grace is I'm very schedule and I'm like I will see you at these times and your food will come at these times And we will hang out at these different times. Yeah, I think getting on this, getting not even on the same schedule, but making sure your schedules are coordinated is crucial. In fact, I had Randy add my calendar to his phone and I was like, just check it. Like, just double check it before you book a music session and I'm doing a breathwork session. Yeah, like you might be, you might listen to that and be like, isn't that like an invasion of privacy or super needy that you want to know their schedule all the time? It's really not because you'll make yourself crazy if you're in quarantine and you don't give yourself time for yourself you will go crazy really important thing that i feel like pro marriage dating living with other people tips know what everyone's schedule in the house (laughs) yeah it's a good life tip just a good life tip all right so we will wrap up so the last thing i have my guests do is you can pop up onto soapbox if you want you can tell us any story you want anything that you want to finish with any message anything exciting that you've got for us the floor is yours Mm. So uh, I think what I would say right now, and I told this to all my private clients as well, so I will share it with you, is this is a time to really dig deep and go big. Look at your May goals and throw them in the garbage and then ask yourself, did I go big enough? Did I go big enough? Am I challenging myself enough? Am I really chasing what I want? Or am I just superimposing what I think other people are going to say onto my own goals? Because so many leaders are going to be born from this pandemic and will come out of this on top. People are looking for a leader. They're looking for a solution. They're looking for support. Be the one to show up and provide that for them. And there's, can't fail. You can't fail when you show up and support and love and guide and lead from a place, a very heart space. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and as you're like, throw your May goals out. I'm like, well, I mean, like, because I wrote May goals. I wrote like for the year goals. Did you go big enough? No. <laughs> I mean, a podcast was not even on my goal list for 2000. 
2020 and here we are yes that's so, so awesome so that has gone big that's awesome that's congratulations may, that's huge see what may brings so i will have your facebook instagram the amplify link all that good stuff in the show notes that way everyone can find you and then you'll post whenever amplify is going to be again and we will all yes. flock to that I know we are I currently will. shooting for the end of august not last week in august 2nd to last week in august the 22nd to 23rd i will know for sure hopefully next month I, my hope is we can squeeze it in before the wedding because i kind of want to just do it and get married and not have to worry about it at the wedding it's yeah. a lot of energy that goes into it and just culminating all of that goodness into one day would be super epic so hopefully it'll be august 22nd 23rd but i will make an official announcement soon excellent and then whenever that goes live i'll update that in the show notes so it's job the most up-to-date info well thank you my dear yes, i'm so, so to have welcome you. thank you for having me i love everything you're doing oh thank y'all